Scripture right away. We'll read it just a little bit later. But if you'd like to open and, and look at it in your Bibles, it's Revelation 1, verses 17 and 18. People today, they, they long to hear from those who have passed on, who have passed on to the other side. Our, our world is full of people who claim that they can hear the voices of the dead and they can communicate to them, for you, if the price is right. And while I think the Bible is clear that this isn't possible, I think the demons have a lot of fun when it comes to this, telling people what they think they want to hear. Yet, at the same time, we have good news because this morning, the impossible, it actually happened. A message was sent from the other side. Not an email message, but a living message. Not a message from a man, but a message from God himself. And because of what Christ accomplished, we have hope. And this is something the world desperately, desperately needs today. Because when hope is absent, that's when fear runs rampant. And we see that in the world today. Before we look at our text, did you notice how many times before when the Easter story was, was read, how many times that word afraid was mentioned? Four times. I don't know if you, you ever noticed that, but four times it, it mentions that. And I think often that's a common response to the unknown. It's a common response to our sorrow it's a common response to being confronted with a power that we don't understand. But Jesus, but Jesus wants to free us from this fear, this fear that can so easily fill our hearts. And over and over on Easter morning, that's the message he communicated to his disciples. You don't have to be afraid. Because I am the resurrection and the life. I was dead and now I'm alive. And he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Look at Revelations 1, 17 and 18. This is John's vision of the resurrected Christ. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Do any of you know what a black hole is? Once in a while you'll hear people on TV or pick up a magazine and, and hear them talk about that. But it's a spot in space that's like a giant vacuum that sucks in and crushes everything that, that comes near it. Apparently, scientists recently, they found a, a black hole at the edge of the Milky Way. And they're saying that one day it's going to swallow up our sun and our earth. But before you start getting ready, apparently it's a thousand years away yet. We, we've got time. But according to the article, some people are already preparing for that. 
which is kind of surprising because how can you prepare for something like that? Unless you're going to try to build a spaceship, I guess, and go somewhere else. But for most people, that, that's just not possible. I wonder if the women at the well, I mean, the women at the, the, the tomb, I wonder if they experienced that black hole as they made their way there. Or what about the apostles who were told were hiding? Hiding on Easter morning. Wondering if that the authorities, the, the, the Romans, the, the Pharisees, or the scribes, if they would come looking for them just as they did Jesus. The disciples, they had invested their lives in Jesus. They believed that he was the Messiah. They had followed him, sacrificed much for him, to be with him. And then suddenly the black hole came and took him away. Now what, what were they supposed to do with their lives? What would tomorrow bring them? What could they expect? With Jesus gone, what did the future hold? Maybe some of you are experiencing a, a black hole in your life this morning. Fear of losing a loved one or the possibility of being alone. Fear caused by not having a job. Fear caused by getting old. Financial trouble, marriage trouble. I think you could fill in the blank. In the blank. When you feel like you're in the grips of an endless black hole of fear, it's easy to want to throw up your hands and say, just like the world does, I can't do this. There's no hope. What's the use? Why keep going on? But that's the good news of our message this morning, is that there is hope. And the hope is found in Christ Jesus. Let me mention a few things that the empty grave what it does to give us that hope that we can claim even this morning. First, Jesus says in our text that I am the, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the A to Z, the beginning and the end. This means that all history is in God's hands. He's sovereign. He's in control. Bringing all things to their appointed end. Nothing happens by chance, thankfully. And as the eternal Son of God, He's promised to be with us every day. In fact, in, in Hebrews 13, verse 5, listen to this promise from God. God says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. I will never leave you, or I will never forsake you. You know, that's the way our, our English Bibles translate that. But actually, in the Greek, it's a little bit different. But they have a hard time translating it from the Greek because... Our English language doesn't allow it. But in the, the original Greek, it actually says, I will never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. Five times it uses that word never. Do you think God is trying to communicate something to us? A hope that he wants us to claim as our own? That he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's what Jesus said when he rose from the dead before he ascended into heaven. He said, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. I will be with you. You don't have to fear. 
You don't have to worry about what tomorrow will, will bring because I will be there for you. Every day, each step you take, you can count on me. This is why we don't have to be afraid. Second reason we have hope is because Jesus says, I am the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. It's interesting, after Jesus died on the cross, his friends took his body and and laid it in the tomb and rolled the stone in front of it. Then the Romans came and they, they put a seal on it because they wanted to make sure that Jesus didn't get out. They wanted to make sure that Jesus stayed dead. It's ironic, isn't it? It's humorous to us because how can you keep God in a in a hole in the ground. And that's what happened on Easter morning. Jesus rose from the dead. And that stone in front of the grave, it was moved not for Jesus' benefit, but it was, raised, it was moved over for our benefit. So that we could see that it really was empty. That Jesus was no longer dead, but he was alive. Jesus is the living one. Death has been defeated, and there is no way the grave can hold him. And it's the same for us now. While we pass from this world, we immediately are with the Lord in heaven. For those who know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, you share in his victory. And we too will be resurrected. And when we, one day when Jesus makes all things new, we're going to be made brand new. We're going to be made perfect. Because I live, you also live, Jesus says in John 14, verse 19. When Jesus died on the cross, he ripped the stinger right out of death. Ripped it right out. And that's why we no longer have to fear death. That's why we have hope. That's why we have a future. That's what we just celebrated on on Good Friday. Of what Jesus accomplished on that cross. Just as Jesus reached out to John with those nail-pierced hands, so he reaches out to each of us with that same comfort, with that same hope. Third reason we have Hope and don't need to be afraid is what Jesus says at the end of verse 18. I hold the keys of death in Hades. Again, death is like a black hole that you can't control. When it comes, it just seems to pull you in and there's, there's no stopping it. It's a power too large and too immense. And even though all of us one day We'll have to face the black hole of death unless Jesus comes again and calls our name sooner. Yet it's no longer a place that we need to fear. It's just a shadow. Just as a shadow of a gun or a dog can't hurt hurt you, again, death is only a shadow now because of what Jesus accomplished, because of his light, of how he shines his light in our lives giving us that hope. 
And the Bible says, while the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What we were once powerless against, Jesus won victory over. When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead on Easter morning, he conquered sin and death. And that means he now holds the keys, a key of death and, and Hades in his hands. He has that power and authority. And because of it, we have hope. This gift of love Christ offers to everyone who accepts him as their Lord and Savior. To everyone. Doesn't matter what in your past, doesn't matter what you've done. In Christ Jesus, your sins are forgiven when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and be your Savior. And this hope, this peace, this joy, this is something that is ours to, to enjoy, not just on Easter, not just here on earth, but forever and eternity. Jesus says in John 5, 24, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death unto life. Years ago, there was a, a valley in New England that they were going to turn into a hydroelectric dam. They were going to fill this valley up. The only problem was there was a little town at the very bottom of that valley, a beautiful town from what they say. Apparently, this town was one of those little quaint New England towns with the, the beautiful flower gardens and all the houses were painted well and, and just looked picture perfect. When you drove into this town, it was like a, a Norman Rockwell painting. It was just that nice. But a year before the waters even started to fill this valley, apparently the town fell into disrepair. No one cared. No one kept up things anymore. It just all started to fall apart. And people who saw this, they were kind of surprised, and, and they asked the question, why? Why would the, these people live like this? But I think the, the answer is pretty clear. When there's no hope, why spend all that time, all that effort, all that work? We need hope, and that's the good news of Easter. If you have a personal relationship with Christ, you have hope, and you have a future. A hope that is ours to enjoy now and always. This is a hope to cherish, but also it's a hope that I hope you remember to give away. Because others desperately need to hear this, this good news. On February 27, 1991, it was the height of the Desert Storm War. A woman by the name of Ruth Dillow received the worst news that any mom could ever receive. Her son, Clayton Carpenter, private first class, had stepped on a landmine in the Persian Gulf and he had been killed. And for the next three days, this mom grieved like only moms and dads can grieve. There was no consoling her. 
There's no words that you can whisper to take away that pain. But three days after her, the notification about her son, the phone rang, and when she picked it up, the voice on the other end of the line said, Mom, I'm alive. She didn't believe it at first. She thought it was some kind of cruel joke, to be, to be honest with you. That's what she said in the, in the interview. But after her son began to talk, she realized it really was him. And her son was alive. She said she laughed, she cried, and she rejoiced. And she also told every single person that she met that her son was alive, even strangers on the street. She was so excited. She was so happy. She couldn't contain that joy. It just had to come out. That's the news from a graveyard. That's what the news from a graveyard can do for you. Hope. This is the hope that the empty tomb is is offering to you this morning. Not a tomb itself, but the one who had been there, who's now on the right-hand side of God. He offers each of us his hope. This morning you have the privilege of celebrating that Jesus is a resurrection and the life. He's the first and the last. He's the living one. He died but is alive forevermore and holds the keys to death and Hades. May each of you claim this hope and may it drive away all your fears. Happy Easter, everyone. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the hope that is ours in Christ Jesus. Thank you for not treating us as our our sins deserve, but offering us the gift of eternal life. This good news May we not just keep it to ourselves, but may we be willing to share it with those around us, to those that you place in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, praise the name.